Welcome to the Adventure Creator Podcast. My guest today, Karen Flores, is going to tell some awesome stories. I just got done with this conversation and had an absolute blast. Super inspiring and uh, just a teacher, a healer, someone who has been through the ups and downs but has learned some techniques, tools, practices that allow her to both stay energized and motivated and also weather some of the challenges that might be thrown at her in the world of entrepreneurship and her personal life. But Karen is just a great storyteller. I had my notepad out this episode and barely even had to prompt her to get her really just sharing some awesome stuff. So I'm gonna get out of the way. We're gonna start this episode with Karen Flores. Karen Flores, welcome to the show. Hi, Kyle. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, it's a long time coming. I'm excited to talk to you, get to learn about uh, your journey and your passions. And uh, yeah, thank you for taking time out of your day from Puerto Rico to, to call me up here in Seattle. Yes, of course. I've been looking forward to it. So I'm excited to see what our conversation is going to be like and everything that we talk about. As am I. I think there's going to be a bunch of different avenues as I was spending some time thinking about what I could possibly ask you about it. Just there's so much. So um, <laughs> let's get right into it. I want to hear a little bit of context about what life was like for you growing up, what uh, you were interested in, passionate about as a kid. Yeah, so I actually was born in Mexico, um, but of course my parents immigrated to the United States for a better life. So I grew up in Chicago most of my life. Um, grew up in uh, you know the south side of Chicago and went to school. I was always very interested in music. My family has a big background in music, uh, my mom's side and my dad's side as well. Um, but I was also interested in sports. So I kind of had to make a decision. And, you know, I tried playing the piano. I tried playing the violin. We were in violin classes. I loved it. But then, you know, I stumbled upon cheerleading and loved it. So I stuck to that. And then we moved to Indiana um, the rest of what would be like eighth grade to high school. Um, and so we moved there. That was pretty nice. It was our first time buying a house. So my parents were really stoked. And of course, it was a better place, a suburb. It was more quiet, more chill. Where, where in Indiana? Uh, we moved to Hammond, Indiana. Hammond. Where? I have no yeah, idea where that is. I really... live in South Bend. For... Oh, okay. Well, I uh, yeah, it's I'm, I'm familiar with South Bend. But Hammond is literally right in the middle borderline of Illinois and Indiana. So okay. it's really funny because two streets behind where we live is considered Illinois. And then two streets forward is Indiana. One time I got in a car accident right in the middle and I had both police. It took them two hours <laughs> to figure out if Indiana was going to take this or Illinois because they had to figure out where the line was. But there's an imaginary line. So it was just a mess. Um, and it's yeah. a time zone line, isn't it? So doesn't it go from uh, central to east coast time? On that uh, it order? actually stays the same. So oh, that's good. Okay. Now that it'll be super confusing. <laughs> confusing. But um, yeah, so then I, I went to college. I went to um, IUN and um, then I went to IUPY in Indianapolis as well. So uh, that was very excited for me, exciting for me. But I realized nothing that I was studying was actually my passion. You know, and they tell you, make sure that your career and what you work is in your passion and you love doing it every day because then you don't have to work a single day in your life. And I didn't, I didn't feel that until, you know, I started connecting with myself a little and trying to figure out what I truly, truly liked. 
uh, first I was going to school for psychology. I really wanted to know, you know, how the mind worked and how are, you know, everyone's perspective and why we acted, you know, ways that we did and whatnot. So um, I, I loved that. I love studying that, but it just wasn't something that drove me every day to get up and do it, you know, and someone that deals with depression, you kind of need that. You kind of need to find that motivation that's going to keep you going every day, because if not, it's just like dreadful to wake up the next morning and do it all over again. So, you know, I decided I'm just going to move back to Chicago. I'm going to go to a makeup school and be a certified makeup artist. I did that and I loved it. I got into modeling. So I was on both sides uh, in front of the camera and behind the camera doing makeup. And um, now I am, you know, as I went through my own spiritual awakening and I found my passion in that, I really love helping other people to, you know, find their journey and connect with themselves. So that's really what I'm focusing on right now. It's going more within. <laughs> wow. There are so many awesome yeah. layers to peel back on there. <laughs> A I, lot I of love... layers. <laughs> yeah. And um, were you the first of your family to go to college? I was, yeah. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. So you were, to like go back to that point, like you were kind of told that this was the path that yeah. will lead you in the right direction and you were feeling that was not happening for you. Just Right. Um, right. And so one of the questions I had for you going into this, which you already are leading right into, is like when did you first hear that calling or when did you first get a the realization that you were going to either run your own business or just go a path off of what was kind of carved out for you in the past. And I really resonate with what you're saying. So I'm excited yeah, to hear. Yeah. So obviously coming from, you know, a family of immigrants into the United States looking for a better life, um, you always want to make your parents proud. You know, you never want to let them down. And sometimes when you're in the middle of, oh my goodness, I've been told that college is the way to go. I need this piece of paper. I need this degree to, you know, make my parents proud and to get a good job with a good salary to move forward with my life and help my parents. But when you just feel like that is not what you're meant to do, that's not why you're here, it's, it's you kind of have to break your own heart, you know? It's like, you know, which route am I going to take? Um, and actually, my last uh, semester, well, my last year, because I was two semesters, three semesters, um, I needed one more credit. And I had already taken, you know, gym. I had already taken workout class. I had already done everything, art, everything in there, trying to find, you know, that passion or that hobby that, you know, would turn into this lifetime thing that I would do every single day. And so the last thing that was available was actually a meditation class. And I thought, oh, this is silly because, you know, at the time I am a full-time model. I'm getting flown out every weekend. I'm, you know, on TV. I'm working with all the last thing I have time for, <laughs> quote unquote, is to meditate, right? At that time I was 21 and um, I was also doing makeup. So I was like, okay, you know, I'm going to see what all this is about. It's the only class that's available, so I'm going to take it. I did not know that I was literally just being guided to and walking into what would turn to be something that I did every day that I really lived by and that I would be, you know, telling everybody about. You need to do this. You need to do this. You need to meditate. So it was pretty awesome. Um, in that meditation class, I was able to obviously relax, not think about anything else but that present moment. And I realized, wow. I've been living my life backwards. Uh, I am so not connected at all. I don't even know who I am. I don't even know where I'm going. I don't even know if I like doing this. 
uh, you know, what have I gotten myself into? Like, am I even proud of who I am? It was that moment that, you know, I actually got within and I was able to answer these questions. And so every day in class, it was something new, a new meditation. And then the same instructor was also offering yoga classes. So I, the next semester, I did those as well, the meditation and yoga. And then they just really got me into this connection within myself and truly finding out what my passion was. And I mean, I've always been a super positive person. I always see, you know, the glass half full. I'm always looking for the bright side of things. Um, but obviously there's days where that doesn't happen. And, you know, meditation for me, I, I tell everyone, meditation for me really saved my life. I don't know where I would have, you know, been right now if it wasn't for that class, if it wasn't for that mindset that just kind of like snapped. So I'm I'm super grateful for that. But I think that was the moment that I realized, all right, this is not what I'm doing. I have not been listening to my intuition or my gut. I've just been, you know, just jumping off and prancing around trying to find what I love when it's been here the whole time, you know, it's just within me. So that was really the moment that I said, okay, my life needs to change. And I know where to go now. Like for the longest time, I didn't know. I didn't know what I liked. I didn't know. So I think that's the hardest part. Um, when you actually know what you don't want, then you're like, okay, I don't want this. So then you, you know, you kind of cross it out your list and you just keep going. And then you realize, wow, look, these are all the things that I do want. These are all the things that I do like. So you kind of just follow that path. You mentioned, um, breaking your own heart and how meditation has helped you from, it sounds like your professional like endeavors, as well as just your personal and spiritual growth as well. There's a bunch yeah. of different things I want to ask you about here, but how does specifically your spiritual awakening and meditation, how did that lead to you being courageous enough to go through that transition? Cause like you're giving up so much mm -hmm. quote unquote, giving up to like take on this new path. And it's not right. easy. Like the, the willingness to embrace those emotions, to like be truthful to yourself and to say the person that I was yesterday or the year before is a different human and I'm going to keep growing and evolving. And that comes with on discomfort and pain. So right. talk to me about how you use that as a tool and what that was like. Yeah. So, I mean, within meditation and just being connected in this whole spiritual new way of thinking and your own mindset, I kind of started to realize, you know, law of attraction and manifesting things. So I knew, okay, if life is taking this away from me, just who I was, my mindset, my career, that only means that I'm closer to being where I'm supposed to be. There's no way that life would take away all of these things and leave me in, you know, a hole and just, you know, with no money, no nothing, and just leave me there to die. Like, there's no way. If it's taking it and stripping it away from me, it's for a reason. And at that point in my life, I actually was going through a lot of changes, but I was always looking at the positive side of things. You know, I, I moved from Indianapolis to Chicago. I was starting to get to know people. Um, I had my regular everyday nine to five job and I ended up quitting that to pursue modeling. And it actually went a lot better for me. And the job that I had was something that I thought, you know, this is where I'm gonna work for the rest of my life. I love this company. I look forward to moving up with this company. I was moving up pretty fast and, you know, getting raises and new positions. So I was excited. I was a, you know, 20, 21 year old girl that was super excited to work for this company. It was a company that every girl probably wished to work for at that time. So it was, yeah, like I said, I had to break my own heart, but at the same time, 
I was in a relationship for six years that, you know, had just ended and it was probably the best thing for me. Although at the time I was probably heartbroken, it just was the best. And I just started seeing how everything that was getting, you know, removed from my life was just being replaced with something bigger. And I remember there is this picture that I saw on the internet. It's a little girl and she's holding like a teddy bear or a doll and she's hiding it behind her back. And God has like a bigger teddy bear behind his back. And he's like, trust me give it to me. I have something better for you. And she's like, Oh, you know, this is my favorite doll. And it's kind of like that moment where you kind of have to realize like, all right, just let go and just allow everything that's meant to be for you to just come into your life. So I had, you know, I had to have that breakaway moment, that breakthrough to be like, okay, I trust the universe. If the universe has done all this for me, if I'm here right now for a reason, then that, you know, it must be something, it must mean something. So I kind of just allowed myself to to change, allowed myself to reprogram myself to change completely. Because I can honestly say, I am not the same person that I even was, you know, a month ago or two years ago. And thinking back five, six years ago, it's like, wow, I can't believe my life changed that much. But I'm so grateful for it. So yeah. So well said. I'm, um, I'm super fired up just hearing your, <laughs> your passion. Um, and talk to me now about because I want I, the main thing that I wrote down here was beautiful soul, and now yeah. there's like so many other awesome parts yeah, about you that. as a human to to dive I'll into. But <laughs> before we go too far, yeah, talk to me about how how you started beautiful soul and like what that uh, business means to you. Yeah, so I guess I'll kind of backtrack a little bit um, when I moved to Puerto Rico. You know, I had lived in Chicago in the Midwest my whole life, and you know, living half winter, half summer. In the summer, I was always working. I worked three jobs. I didn't really have any time to play. It was always work hard, work hard. I didn't really have time to play. So when I moved to Puerto Rico, it was like, oh my God, the sun. And I realized, oh my goodness, seasonal depression is a thing. Like, and it's been haunting me for God knows how many years. But when I finally came to Puerto Rico and I moved here, I realized the sun just motivates me so much. I wake up so much earlier. I get so much done. You know, I meditate every day. I do yoga. I eat healthier. And I was like, I need to move here. I need to just chase the sun and I need to chase what is actually motivating me. So um, at the time, I was really interested in ways to help the planet. Um, Obviously, all these you know, like right now, conspiracy is like a big thing that everyone's like, a must watch. Well, at the time, it was like, what the health or like all these other documentaries and PETA and all this stuff with like animal cruelty. So that was when I realized, okay, I need to change my entire makeup kit to all makeup that is cruelty free and vegan because I just don't support this. I I'm eat plant based. I there's no way that I can be using these materials for work when I don't believe in it. So I gave all of it away and then I got a new kit. And I was like, all right, you know, step closer, uh, diminishing, you know, plastic waste, anything like that. And then when I finally started going to the beaches in Puerto Rico, for me, it's second nature to, you know, just pick up any garbage that I saw along the way. And when I came to Puerto Rico and I saw the amount of actual garbage that is on a normal beach. It was kind of heartbreaking. But at the same time, I had never seen it firsthand because, you know, I lived in Chicago. The only beach that we have there is like very small. Like Michigan. Um, Sorry about that. No worries. And so I, you know, got to see the problem firsthand and it was really heartbreaking. So I was like, I want to do something about this, even if it's just you know, me by myself picking up this garbage, like I need, I need to do something about it. So at the time I actually met Roddy and uh, Roddy's- Shout out Roddy Hansen. 
shout out to Roddy Hansen. He's my business partner with Beautiful Soul. And, you know, we had met and there was like an instant connection. We got along very, very well. And so we met again and we just started talking, you know, he's like, yeah, I'm vegan too. I'm like, oh, I didn't know that. So we went to, you know, have some vegan lunch and we just started talking about the planet and ways that we can help it. And so he started telling me, look, I have this amazing idea. I want to do this. I want to do that. And I'm like, oh my goodness, that is like right up my alley. I've been thinking about doing something like that too. But, you know, I want to incorporate doing the beach cleanups and I want to do this. I want to do that and eventually be like a nonprofit organization and just like help, you know? And we were just kind of just like that light bulb that just goes ding, ding, ding. (laughs) And so he goes, Karen, do you want to be my business partner? I feel like you're the perfect person. You're the person that I've been looking for for years to help me with this, you know, business, just the way that you move, the way that you think, what you're doing with meditation, with beach cleanups, everything. That's all I want this company to be. So I think it would be amazing if we, you know, partner up. And I was like, perfect. And it just kind of flowed. There was no, you know, it's so funny about Beautiful Souls. There was no like second thoughts there was no like oh i don't know no it was like we dove right in and i'm so grateful that we did and so we both you know just decided all right well obviously i I have a son so i try to use the most organic natural products that i can i mean i'm very i have very sensitive skin and also i want to make sure i'm not you know using these products that are going to harm my son in the long run so it was like sunscreen was like a big one you know i was telling roddy like oh my goodness, nowadays sunscreen has just so many chemicals in there that are not good for us and are not good for the environment. How could that be? You know, what What a hypocritical product, you know, oh, put me on when you go to the beach, but I'm made of plastic and I'm eventually going to end up in the ocean and, you know, the microplastic in the fish. And also I'm not really protecting you from the sun and I'm not really protecting you from, you know, cancer or anything. I'm actually giving it to you, there's actually carcinogens in these chemicals. And it's like, wow, I, I do not want to use any of these. And even the ones that are like amazing and high quality are still in plastic packaging. And it's like, all right, if we're going to get rid of the issue, let's get rid of the entire thing. Because, you know, in order to find a solution, we have to, we have our, right now, the way that our planet is suffering, like we have to make these crucial decisions and we have to go 100%. We can't just do 50-50. Our planet needs us to just do the whole thing, just do 100% of what we need for it to change. Because if not, we're not really helping, you know, 50% right now is a very crucial time is not really helping that much. So I said, you know, let's let's do this. Let's make a sunscreen that is vegan, organic, eco-friendly, coral reef safe, and that doesn't have any chemicals in it that are going to harm us or the environment. And let's use, you know, eco-friendly packaging that people can reuse and that's not going to end up in the ocean harming other animals are harming us in the long run. So that's where we're at now and we're, we're super stoked about it. Um, it's It's been going pretty great for us. And like I said, the sun here motivates us. So I think that is super important. That's why we decided to call it beautiful soul. It's more like, you know, a soul with the you. Beautiful soul is more than just within, but obviously the sun and soul and, you know, Spanish, it's sun. So mm-hmm. yeah, we went with beautiful soul. We're really excited about it. Incredible. I greatly appreciate just what the business stands for and as someone who needs a lot of sunscreen I don't know if you can tell my (laughs) Irish and northern European background my mom was always lathering me up with sunscreen growing up and I always hated it but I got to a point where I started asking the questions that you're asking like Mm -hmm. is this is this better for me than not wearing sunscreen like that's the question and I do put um, I get zinc sunscreen from my mom who's 
you know, buys like high quality sunscreen. I just put it on my nose and I cover my whole body. If you ever see me at the beach, everyone's laughing at me. Like, who's that gringo over there? Literally head to toe in like Nike dry fit sleeves or whatever, you know, just trying to stay out of the sun. Yeah, that was another uh, issue that we wanted to tackle. You know, we didn't want that thick white cast, you know, sunscreen lotion. Like my, my son doesn't even like that. He hates it. He's like, don't put it on me. But with Beautiful Soul, um, our technology, it's, it's like an invisible cream to gel lotion that has no flashback. So you can lather it on and it just melts right into your skin and hydrates you because it has hyaluronic acids. It's also protecting your skin with the SPF, hydrating it with the, you know, hyaluronic acid. And so, we were like, okay, we need to make sure that our sunscreen, anybody can wear it. Anyone, you know, light skin, dark skin, that there is no white cast, there is no, you know, residue left over, just an invisible good sunscreen. So we're, we're excited. I'm excited to send you one. <laughs> you I, I'm, I'm excited to find one. Yeah. yeah. I was looking online for some reason. I couldn't figure out how to buy one, but I. Yeah. So right now we're actually not selling um, to the public. We are going through our own little transition to upgrading the formula and the packaging. So hopefully in the next few months, we will have our own relaunch and uh, awesome. we'll you know, have more eco-friendly packaging. We're trying to get rid of the tiny little plastic that we had in there that kind of just comes with it. So we're trying to figure that out and just upgrading the formula a little bit. So. Yeah. Well, I know uh, working a little bit with Roddy and Matthew, how difficult some of those little small things with the manufacturers can be. And I would like to hear a little bit more about some of the challenges that you faced create, like taking this from idea to a reality, like a real product that you can send me. That's, there's a lot of steps in there and a lot of challenges, I'm sure. So what were some of the ones that really you had to overcome and how'd you do it? Yeah. Well, for me, obstacles are kind of just like a challenge, like, okay, how are you going to get this done? You know? Um, So our challenges have mainly just been like, you know, people asking us like, oh, you know, do you really think you're making a difference or does this really work or where are you going with this? You know? Um, And as as far as manufacturing, it's been a little difficult trying to find a completely like eco-friendly biodegradable. There's always like something to it or it's, you know, expensive or it's on the other side of the world that we're really trying to cut down and just stay, you know, within the United States with um, our whole process of, you know, the packaging and the product and everything. Um, But I want to say it's it's also been really like, it's just flowing. Like it kind of is just like meant to be, you know, so it's it's been pretty interesting to see whenever an obstacle comes up because Roddy and I kind of just look at each other and we're like, you know, don't even do anything about it because I'm pretty sure like something else is going to come. And sure enough, we just like speak it into existence and then something better comes along. And it's just been like great. Like I'll say a little bit a few months ago, we were really thinking like, OK, we need some funding for the next steps that we want to take as a company. Um we really wanted to go big with these beach cleanups. We wanted to organize big ones and, you know, get the community involved. So we're like, all right, we we need a little bit of money for this. We need to, like, get some funding and get, you know, Beautiful Soul going. And what are we going to do? You know, so we're really thinking about what we're going to do. And then I had a friend who uh, has an ecopreneurship program which I joined and she shared, you know, Trivago's having a giveaway and they're looking for a business that has a great story um, and that decided to go big during COVID when we literally couldn't go anywhere. So, yeah, you guys should sign up. And I just thought, like, that's mine. That giveaway is mine. I, like, manifested it. I went, I entered, I, you know, told them all about Beautiful Soul, how we created it during COVID. 
how we snuck in the beach when we weren't supposed to, we were in quarantine and we saw the garbage and we cleaned it and it just, we won <laughs> and we were so stoked. And, you know, it was a $5,000 grant and it was literally exactly what we needed. So that's how I was like, when we have a little obstacle, it's kind of just like, all right, well, let's just kind of see what the universe has for us, you know, as, as corny as that sounds, but it's like, all right, we know that we can manifest something bigger and just attract more abundance. And that's exactly what happened. I love your optimistic attitude because that's uh, <laughs> not something that's easily cultivated. Did yeah. Were you always a very optimistic person? Did you believe in yourself? And I also think I want to ask you too, because you mentioned people kind of doubting you or doubting your mission, doubting like your, your intentions with the business. So how does that bother you or do those comments, like how do you shed them off? Um, I guess two questions. Yeah. There. I've always been very optimistic. Yeah, I, I always have been. Um, and no, actually, it doesn't bother me at all. It, it motivates me because if someone's doubting it and if I doubt that, that means I'm doubting myself. That means that there's something I'm not doing there. Someone makes a comment with, oh, you know, is this really giving back to planet? And I <laughs> do I really answer? Yes, it is with, you know, confidence or am I going to be like, huh, you know, and if I do say that huh moment, that means that I can do better. That means that there's more work to be done. And that's kind of like fuel, you know? And, yeah, and it's good to second guess point. yourself yeah. sometimes. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. And I think when it comes from somebody else, it makes you a little more serious. Because I mean, we all self doubt and self sabotage ourselves sometimes. So when you ask yourself, you're gonna just like, ah, you're just like, you know, being too much or you're thinking too much. But when someone else, you know, says it, it kind of does motivate you to change and, and make a better decision. So no, it, it doesn't bother me at all. It actually motivates me more. That's the, the Kobe Mamba mentality. I love oh, it. Yes. <laughs> um, what's something that you've learned along this path of starting Beautiful Soul? And I guess even since really like taking that, that leap from the full-time job to being on your own path, like what's something that has really resonated that you wouldn't have necessarily learned in college or in a full-time job? I think it's like myself, like get to know myself through this whole process. I've really been able to get to really know who I am, what my mission is and tie it all together with my businesses. I don't think that any college course teaches you that in my experience, it was the meditation, but you know, it's not really even a college course. It's just, yeah, it was definitely that trying to just figure out who I really am and what I really stand for. And once I figured that out, it was like no going back. Like I truly believe in this and I truly believe that, you know, I hold some kind of responsibility and I can help to find a solution and, you know, motivate and inspire those around me, social media, people who follow you, people who you regular, you know, you're having a conversation with on the daily to make changes so once i started seeing people motivated like me and doing changes it was like all right i gotta keep going i i you know i'm so confident in my mission i know why i'm here i know what i have to do and yeah just trying to stay motivated to to do that but yeah it was it was pretty amazing that it just all ties with it so you know doing makeup it's not really about the makeup that I'm putting on someone is the conversation that I have. And it's really funny because every single client that I've had for the past two years, we always end up with this conversation about 
the earth and helping it or they tell me oh my god you're vegan i've been trying to be you know more vegetarian and i'm trying to cut out meat and i don't drink milk anymore and it's kind of that like oh my goodness yes and you know it's so crazy because life just aligns you with people that vibrate at the same frequency that you do or higher and they become teachers for you or it's someone who's in a lower frequency that you may kind of like hey click wake up so it's been pretty pretty interesting with that and then with the healing shop, um, I have another small little shop where I sell crystals and sage and kind of do guided meditations with samples. Uh, and obviously that frequency there is pretty high. And the people that I attract that just want to better themselves and need that hope and uh, want to meditate and get connected with their own spiritual journey is pretty amazing. So I want to say it's all kind of tied together. So that's been a blessing for me because I'm the type of person that gets overwhelmed really easy and I really can't find the balance in anything. But it's been pretty amazing how aligned everything has been for me. Yeah, it seems to me like you're doing a bunch of different things, but because they're aligned and they're all moving in the right direction, it's not like you feel torn right. or that's no uh, right. Really and I mean, well my said. vision is the same exact one and it just applies to everything. So that's been pretty great. And you're just kind of casually talking about what you're passionate about throughout the day with the people that you're talking to. I think that leads right. in so many good directions, um, just telling your own story and just kind of asking those questions of what really drives you do. Cause I was thinking about this, um, yesterday actually, but our motivations for like what get us to start something might change over time. Mm -hmm. Like you might discover a deeper meaning or a deeper sense of desire or drive that overcomes like maybe what your 20 or 21 year old self and uh ha like was into or whatever and like you've talked a ton about spiritual healing and i know um myself and roddy mentioned to me i'm not sure if i'm supposed to ask you this so i can edit it out but about just like your experience with plant medicine and just yeah. your whole healing process i'm i'm really interested in what you've healed in the past overcoming mm -hmm. some of the depression and um, mental challenges as well as what you're healing physically and emotionally, socially. Just yeah. Talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah, of course we can, we can have the plant medicine. Talk. <laughs> okay. I, I love talking about that. It's been getting a lot of people to, you know, I've been guiding a lot of people to the place that I went to, to have the retreat and they're just like so grateful. So I feel like that's another thing that adds on to my mission. So of course, um, well, yeah, I, you know, just like any, anyone else, there's traumas that, you know, I've had from being little growing up that, you know, I still think about or used to think about day to day or I would randomly have this thought or so, you know, I have very intense dreams and sometimes they really feel like real life and I wake up kind of spooked because I'm like, did I really go through this or am I just dreaming something crazy? Um, and so... I started to ask my parents a lot of questions and they didn't really have a lot of answers for me. So I was like, all right, I need to dive in and, you know, get deeper. As I mentioned, I was in a six year relationship that was pretty toxic. Um, so I hit my really lowest point during that relationship with depression and anxiety, um, not wanting to be here anymore, having these dark thoughts. And so that was when the meditation came into my life. So it really, really changed my life and affirmations as well. Cause I'm as positive as you see me, I'm also negative within myself. Like I am worse at the self-sabotage. Uh, you know, I would doubt myself. I would tell myself, you can't do this. That sounds silly. That's corny. Like, you know, is this really what you want? That doesn't even seem secure. You know, things like that, thoughts like that every day. 
as a model comparing myself to you know other girls being in front of the tv having to you know hair makeup nails done like all this having to keep up with your appearance i was keeping up with that but i wasn't keeping up with my soul like who i really was inside i was you know got all the checklists on the outside but on the inside i was just so lost and at the end of the day i would come home and just still be depressed so it didn't matter if i had an amazing day and i got to be on tv and i met this person and i made this much money when I went home and I got to lay in my own bed, it was like still depression. So um, I was like, okay, well, there has to be more to this. And obviously through meditation, I was able to learn how to go inside and, you know, bring back these memories from when I was little, these traumatic events that have happened to me, heartbreak, you know, um, cheating and, uh, you know, not feeling confident and um, comparing yourself, all of these things I was able to kind of just kind of heal in a sense, little by little. Um, but a year ago, I realized, okay, if, you know, I'm at this place in my life where I'm very sun, many things don't trigger me anymore. I really have a little bit of work to do, but it just seems like the most difficult. <laughs> I was, you know, I could see my highest self, which is like the best version of me, but it was still a little, you know, I guess a little hard to get there. I didn't know what steps I needed to take. So I had been knowing about, you know, these plant medicines for quite some years, but I just didn't feel like I was ready for that. I was like, I think I want to prepare myself mentally for this. And so there was one in particular, which is ayahuasca that kind of just kept popping up. I would be listening to Spotify and then I'd be like, oh my God, I love this song. What's the name? And it was like ayahuasca madre something. And I'm like, okay. And then I'm like, what's this playlist? Ayahuasca something. And it just kept popping up, popping up, popping up. And um, I was like, okay, well, I want to go back. If, if I was to do something strong that is going to help me heal, because they say ayahuasca, with a, one cup of ayahuasca equals to 20 years in therapy. So that's pretty deep. And when I heard that, I was like, all right, you know, I'll be able to really go within and answer these questions. You know, being my son's age, three years old, moving from Mexico to a completely new country, not knowing the language, going to school. You know, at, at that age, I'm sure I was questioning myself, why are we here? Why did we leave? I miss my grandma, you know, getting bullied in school for looking different, for being different. It's just so much that you really don't think about, but it does actually affect you uh, when you grow up in relationships and as a mother, too. So I was like, OK, if I'm going to heal these things, I want to go back to where I was born and do it there. So I started researching and, you know, I really wanted to connect with Tulum. I really wanted to connect with like the sacred land over there and learn a little bit more about like the Mayan pyramids and all of that energy. So I was like, let me see if I can get a trip in Tulum, but really connect with myself. I, I don't drink, I don't really party. So for me, it was like a very spiritual trip. And so it was perfect because I found this retreat. And when I messaged them, I told them the dates that I was planning on going and they're like, oh, that's perfect. Uh, the day after we actually have a retreat and it lasts, you know, five days and you can stay here and then you can make your way up to Tulum. And it just was like so aligned and it was so perfect. And I'm so huge on like angel numbers. And I remember posting it on my story because the time that I booked my ticket was like 111. And I'm like, okay, that's a lot of ones. Ones are, you know, telling you that you're on the right path. I'm a life path one. So I was like, okay, I think I'm, I think this is like meant to be booking everything was so easy there was like no obstacles at all so that's like a plus because usually when you're booking a trip like that it's like an obstacle comes up or this or that so that was pretty neat and then I was telling my 
followers about it just on a story. And when I looked at the time, it was two to two. And I'm like, no, this is meant to be. This is like too many signs already. Like, I think one of my tickets was two to two. It cost two to two to get there. So I was like, all right, it's meant to be. I am excited. <laughs> so when I got to the retreat, it was pretty neat because I was there for five, five days. There is no electricity, so we had no phones, no internet connection, nothing. You're just connecting with Mother Nature, um, eating completely vegan and, you know, feeding yourself with good things mentally, spiritually uh, and physically. So, yeah, plant medicine for me was something that, like others, it changed my life. I was able to really go in deep. It was a very deep meditation for me. I was able to go back. I saw myself as a little girl in Mexico. I saw, you know the trauma that I had from moving from a country to another. Um, and, you know, I was able to see the pain that my mother's been through. I now see it in a different perspective. And, you know, I can say my relationship with my mom is a little bit closer than we were before. And that was truly the goal going there, uh, as well as with my siblings and my family, just living in the present moment with my son. I was able to see, like, how he chose me, how he came into this life, just a lot of signs, connecting with my grandparents. It, it was a beautiful experience. And then, of course, I saw this whole, like, just beautiful picture showing me, like, you're meant, you know, you're where you're meant to be. Um, the, you know, we've planted these little things in your life and you've been listening and catching up. You know, what you're doing with the planet is great. And, like, you know, eating plant-based and what you're doing with the companies and you're giving back. It was truly that moment where I felt connected to earth. And I was like, okay, yes, I'm doing the right thing. Because even when you do the right thing, you still need people to be like, hey, good job. You're doing the right thing, you know? But when it's within and you tell yourself that, it just like validates it and you just feel so much better. So yeah, I mean, I, I definitely recommend it. But of course, you have to mentally prepare yourself for that kind of, um, you know, experience. But I do truly believe that that's something that at some point we every human being needs to experience because we're not really able to go that deep uh, uh, in our regular life it's something more that goes into your subconscious is things that you really don't even think that you have there and then you kind of you you kind of are left with homework because there are things that you have to work uh, uh after the experience but it, it i don't know i feel like it just makes more sense life makes more sense and you just truly feel like okay i know why i'm here i know why i'm in this planet i know why i have the life that i have and i know the next steps that i have to make so for me it was a truly truly beautiful experience wow yeah that does sound like a beautiful experience that was gonna be um i just the the descriptions of what you were able to see during the experience and i love what you said about it's just as important to feel like you're on the right path than for someone to tell you or for your soul or whatever to figure out that you're on the wrong path. Like both of those are right. super important. And I've had a ex one experience with DMT, like the synthesized DMT. And I, mm -hmm. at some point in the future, I would definitely consider ayahuasca. Um, mm -hmm. And I didn't have as uh, much of like a vivid, like visual experience, but I felt yeah. such a deep, um, this was in 2019. I felt such a deep sense of goodness with the universe. And similar to you, I was kind of using the opportunity um, to, to maybe test if I am on the right path or something and coming back and realizing that you are is it's like an incredibly powerful, positive yeah. thing. And it's allowed me to just kind of look at a lot of things in life and say, okay, yeah, it sucks. And I mean, I uh, like what you were saying too about 
there's like you went through a lot of the growth before this and mm-hmm. you knew there was just a little bit more to be had there's still more to be had i really yeah. feel the same way about myself like i'm i'm happy with where i've come spiritually but i know there's more and certain people including my girlfriend have come into my life and shown me that there's these whole new regions of growth to tap into yeah. that i was just completely ignoring and one of the elements of doing the work is taking time and actually being intentional like not just rushing from one thing to the next just always trying to be productive but really stopping in the present moment for you right. it's meditation for me i i don't have a meditation practice i i probably should i've been thinking more about reading more and meditating mm-hmm. a bit but just some breathing and exercise mountain biking for me have been Right. how I've kind of stayed energized. But I want to hear more about some of your daily rituals, some of the things that you lean on to keep you so driven and motivated and inspired. Yeah, well, one thing I do like to tell people is meditation isn't just a pose of sitting down with the lights off and a candle or anything like that. Meditation for some people is while they're driving. When you get to think about all these things that you can better and things that you need to change or you know things that are triggering you or whatever, that's a meditation right there. You're going within. Um, when you're riding your bike, when you're mountain climbing, when you're paddleboarding, when you're surfing, scuba diving, whatever, that is a meditation. You're going within in your mind and your conscious and your subconscious. So it's not really just the act of sitting down in like, you know, Indian position and doing that. I think it happens in any moment, even flying like on a plane. A lot of people get that moment when they look out the window and they see something that they don't normally see. You know, they see the sky, they see the clouds and it's kind of like, wow, it's so beautiful. And then they start thinking about their life and how beautiful it is. And they're excited to, you know, arrive wherever they are going um, on a trip. And that's that's a little meditation there. But for me, my ritual is kind of just, I really truly want to live in the present moment with gratitude. So the first thing I do when I wake up is just give thanks for another day. It's, it's such a small action, but it truly just shifts my entire day. And it really keeps me in line to being, you know, grateful for everything that I experienced in that day. So I love to just open my window blinds and just look out. I have a really nice view here so I can see, you know, the beach and palm trees in the sky. So I get really motivated with that. And then I, you know, get my little breathing techniques in to kind of wake up my body drink my glass of water, brush my teeth, wash my face. And anytime I'm washing or showering, I always envision getting rid of anything that no longer serves me, getting rid of any thoughts that no longer serve me, um, anything that I did, anything that was said, I kind of just wash it off. And it helps me to keep going throughout my day with like a cleansed, you know, energy. And I eat, I relax with my son. We usually play, you know, he loves his building blocks. So that's what he's been obsessed with the past couple of weeks is building blocks or paint. And uh, whenever he goes down for a nap, usually about one to two, he takes a long hour nap. That's when I get my little meditation. Uh, and so I usually, you know, light some sage to kind of cleanse the energy around me. And um, I love listening to like Danit or Parangi or just any, you know, spiritual music uh, playlist that's already on Spotify. I usually just play that and I just start thinking about everything that I'm grateful for. And then I think about the things that need to change and things that I could better. And usually, you know, people come up or things, experiences, and it's like accepting it, um, allowing the thought to come in, accepting the thought, but not becoming the emotion, just forgiving it and letting go. So that's usually my everyday practice. And yeah, that that's normally what I do. I try to live every every day with intention. I think that's, that's, you mentioned intention. That's a 
big, big thing because it's like asking yourself, okay, why did I do this? What was my intention with this? Why did I say that? Was I trying to hurt someone's feeling or was I trying to like make a point? You know, what was your intention with the act or your thought? Um, so I truly believe in living with intention every day. So that's been for me. And obviously Beautiful Soul is connected. So every day that we get to work, it's it's been amazing because we've been able to figure out what our next steps are going to be, how we're going to help our planet, what are some things that we want to tackle. Um, the other day, part of our business meeting was watching Seaspiracy. So that was pretty cool. We got to, you know, connect and uh, be able to see this huge problem right in front of our face and realize we can do something about that too. So that's that's an everyday ritual for Karen. <laughs> Fantastic. I'm going to I love how you infuse the meditation into like showering or washing or whatever like mm -hmm. That's big. Just yeah. using being intentional and I I try to do the same thing with meals like if I'm in the yeah. past I've definitely found myself just throwing down a, a sandwich or something without even thinking about it. My mind's literally on something else and uh more recently I've been trying to taste the food, eat slower, you know, just yes. just really be more present. Before we go past the, I, I want to go back two questions and ask you the connection between your experience down there in Tulum and the fact that you were intentionally going to learn and to immerse yourself in the Mayan um, energies and history. I was just down in that area like four months ago and yeah. felt the power of, we went to Chichen Itza, we went to Coba and mm -hmm. just really in the Tulum ruins and just felt um, like more questions than answers for sure. Like what was life like and what was going on back then? But talk to me about that connection for you. Yeah. So like I said, right now, everything just kind of aligns itself in my life in a crazy way. So um, while I was in Puerto Morelos doing my ayahuasca ceremony, I kind of was planning a little bit of Tulum. And uh, one of the persons that attended the ceremony was also staying in Tulum. So he's like, you know, come out hang out, let's get dinner, let's talk, you know, I have this shaman that I go to, and I did this, and I did that, and it was like, all right, well, these are some steps that I could probably take when I go to Tulum. When I went to Tulum, the people that I, I was meeting were just all on the same path, so that was pretty awesome. Um, I was able to connect and do, like, a Temescal ceremony, and then do, like, this woman's circle on the full moon, on the wolf full moon, which is very special to me. So that energy was very, very beautiful, being able to connect with other women. Um, and then I went to a hotel for a little concert that my shaman was actually having there. They were playing Icaros, which is usually the music that they play during an ayahuasca ceremony. And uh, the hotel is um, Ical, which is, you know, beautiful and it's all eco-friendly and uh, a lot of meditation and yoga there. So uh, when I went, I started following the page and I realized they kept posting about this water event. And I'm like, what is this water event? So I look into it and it was just this amazing event that took place Saturday the entire day from the morning to nighttime. They had an event for like every hour of the day, with whether it was meditation, you know, essential oils, yoga, kundalini, this um, and then they had a panel of people speaking about the importance of water. And at the end of the event, there was a beach cleanup. So I was like, oh, this is right up my alley. This is perfect. So I went to it by myself. I got my ticket. I went to it the next day by myself. And it was amazing. I was able to connect with someone who also has a business kind of like Beautiful Soul. Um, I got to listen to the panel of 
Corales to Loom, which is an organization that helps to restore the corals into Loom, and then Makers, which are the ones that organize the beach cleanups. And I just felt so motivated. Anything that they were saying, I was just like, yes, yes. It's pretty funny. When I got my phone to record it and post it on my story, it was 444. So I was like, mm, meant to be. I'm at the right place at the right time again with my little angel numbers. So that was that was a beautiful experience um being just connected my life it just aligned and people that i'm supposed to meet just kind of like fell into that and that was pretty awesome and then i made friends there that are now you know could be lifetime friends that could help us potentially with our business so that we can connect with in the future even hold like a big beach cleanup in puerto rico at the same time as they are doing one in tulum you know so that that's pretty cool Wow, that's uh, it's funny how much alignment has happened in just the stories that you've told on this podcast. Yeah, and then connecting with the the Mayan energy that was pretty cool. I ended up booking a tour to go to the Mayan ruins um, with this friend of friends. Uh, his name's Alejandro, and he actually has like I think Mayan blood in you know or like something in his family like indigenous, and he actually reads you your like Mayan natal chart and he's into like the whole energy and he has also done ayahuasca. So when we met, it was like that instant click and he knows everything about the Mayan. So it was pretty cool to like get this tour and get all the questions that you had kind of answered a little bit. That was, that was pretty cool. If you go again, I'll definitely connect you to him. He's, he's pretty, he's a pretty awesome guy. So that was really cool. And uh, just feeling grounded and connected and, He's like, you know, take your shoes off, you know, walk through the pyramids, feel the energy. Like, this is where that happened and this. And it's just such beautiful energy. So I'm so glad that I went. I'm so glad that my trip ended up being so aligned because, you know, it's it left a mark in me. I definitely want to go back. I'm like, I want to move to Tulum now. <laughs> it's so beautiful down there for sure. Yeah. We were in Playa del Carmen and just stayed there for six days or so for Christmas. And um, yeah, Mexico has so much rich both outdoor things and cultural history to explore yeah Um, i just scratched the surface down there in four months last year and i'm super excited to continue exploring and so yeah it's awesome to hear your perspective it matters so much to having someone who really knows the stories and the history and being able to convey that yeah um well what is the the plant-based aspect of your life and your nutrition how does that um, impact you in terms of your health, spiritually and physically? Yeah, so a few years ago, um, I started realizing I do not feel good after I eat. You know, I'm feeling very sluggish. I'm feeling very tired. I don't really feel like I'm doing anything good for my body. I'm just eating, you know, crap. I'm not really eating healthy. And I was always skinny, so it's kind of like, I not that I didn't have anything to worry about because disease happens anyway, but... Um, you know, I was just like, oh, I'm okay with where I'm at now. But um, I started realizing, oh my goodness, I am very lactose intolerant. I get eczema now. I started getting these eczema patches like on my shoulders, uh, in between my elbows, uh, the back of my knees, on my feet, in my fingers. And I'm like, this is not okay. I need to figure out what is causing this, what's going on. Um, Growing up, I really was never a meat fan like that. The only time I would eat meat would be like when I would eat wings or tacos. Any other than that, I was like, I'm okay, I'll skip on the meat. Um, And my favorite food has always been rice and beans. So I didn't have trouble there. But (laughs) I started realizing, you know, this is actually taking a toll on my skin, on my body, my hairs, my nails. So I started to cut out the dairy and I realized, okay, I don't like what dairy does to my body. I don't like 
how I feel when I eat dairy. So I'm going to cut it out. And then the next step was meat. Um, at that moment, very into, you know, very intuitive, very into this whole uh, energy world and realizing that we're all energy, very connected with that and truly, you know, believing in energy. I was like, okay, if the animals get their protein from these plants um, and then they are the energy that they go through when they're being killed, you know, to become a product in the market, it's kind of really sad. And it makes sense that when I eat the meat, I feel very sluggish and unmotivated and sad because that's probably what this animal felt, you know, in that process. So it was kind of like cutting that middleman and realizing energy does not get destroyed, you know. So I'm obviously taking the energy and digesting it and now it's in me. So it was kind of like, all right, I don't believe in doing this to anyone or anything or animal. And by me being a consumer and eating meat, I am supporting them doing this to these animals. So I kind of just cut that out. And now I have truly seen the change that it's done in my body and in my everyday life. Um, I still continue to probably eat like crap. I eat a lot of burgers and ice cream and acai bowls, but I truly feel energized. I feel good after I eat. Um, I feel super motivated and, and, and energized after I eat, which is how, how we're supposed to feel when we eat. You know, that's that's the reason why we eat. So we can have energy to burn throughout the day and be able to do activities like, you know, mountain climbing and swimming and paddleboarding and stuff like that. So I am very grateful that I figured that out and that I cut out dairy. I don't have any eczema anymore, thank goodness. And the change was pretty fast for me. I mean, within three weeks of me cutting dairy out completely, I started to notice a big change. Three months in, the eczema patches were 100% gone. So I was like, why didn't my doctor tell me about this? How come my dermatologist never told me dairy? She just kept prescribing me these like anti-inflammatory things or these like, you know, oat bats that didn't really work for me so yeah when I realized that I was like I don't want to go back I know what a bad day is like you know with this eczema and psoriasis I don't want to you know experience that again and the sluggishness and the dark place that I was in I think it kind of just all tied it probably wasn't just the meat but it was you know the relationship that I was in the job that I had um, just what I was living in in that moment I kind of just cut it all out at the same time and I saw the big difference that it made. So I'm like, I've been in a dark place. I don't want to be there again. So just kind of keeps me motivated to keep eating completely plant-based and, you know, uh, feeding my child that too. Wow. Yeah. And I love how you just talk about how like the holistic view of things, I think that's missing in our, in our medicine system in this country. I have a naturopathic doctor who was a a guest on the podcast about uh, a year ago or so. And I had a similar experience where I was um, actually, I was having a lot of knee pain. Like I would go on a hike and my knees would feel like just hurt so bad. I could barely even walk. Like I, my whole ski season, I had to cut, cut short. And I was asking, I was 22 at the time. And I was like, why am I feeling like I'm 70 years old? My hips, my knees, everything's falling apart. And I did a food sensitivity test with her. I heard about it maybe on a podcast Mm -hmm. and, um, basically discovered that bread, cheese, and dairy, and some of these things were causing in a spike in inflammation in my body. And so mm-hmm. just cutting out those like really changed my life as well. So just yeah. echoing what you're saying as far as taking control of your own health, I think it's a, a message that I always love to hear. And I see so much with people that are healthy. It's like no one necessarily told you how to like do all these things, like fix up your relationships, get, get right. good sleep. Um, but once you start to put it together and see how you feel, then 
uh, you can't go back for sure. So that's, right, right. thank you for sharing on that. Um, as we wrap up here, I have a couple questions that I tend to throw late just to kind of like put a, put a nice bow on things. But before that, I just want to say thank you so much for sharing your story, inspiring me. I'm certain that uh, some of my friends and listeners will be super excited to apply some of the stuff that you're talking about. Um, and just kind of like the, the perspective that you brought today was really fantastic. And I appreciate it very much. Thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm, I'm so happy it finally happened. We've been planning our little podcast and, you know, there's been, but like I said, it's aligned. <laughs> so yep. I'm, I'm very happy that we were able to get, you know, this conversation going. And I, um, I'm very excited to, to see what, you know, your friends and just people that listen to this will take away from that. So. Yeah. And I just, yeah, appreciate you sharing some of the lessons that you've gone through and um, being so open and vulnerable is, it just means a ton. So um, one thing that I like to ask is if you could take the Facebook headline on everybody's Facebook account in the whole world for one day, Mark Zuckerberg drops into the DMs and asks you, hey, you know, what would you say to the world if you could take the Facebook, take over the top of Facebook, basically? Take care of your mother. (laughs) Take care of your mother? Yes, take care of your planet. Ah. Yeah. And however you want to take that. You know, when people say that, it's kind of like, what am I doing wrong? How am I not taking care of her? And then you kind of look within and you're like, oh, the plastic that I'm consuming every day, the food that I'm eating, I just threw something and I missed the garbage can, but I kept walking type of thing. Kind of makes you reflect a little bit. Yeah. For sure, it would be a message, something like that take care of your mother, take care of your planet, something along those lines. I love it. The self-awareness too, to yeah. um, like, just realize not that anyone, you know, not a message that's like, yes. what are you doing? no, just how are you going to do it? You know, just go within. Yeah. I love that. Thank you for leaving us on that one. And where can <laughs> we follow you and keep in touch? I, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of folks, including myself, once they find out about beautiful soul and the, the yes. both the mission and what it's doing and also just the health benefits of using the sunscreen versus the, the typical products. Like where are we mm-hmm. going to be able to keep in touch with you? Yeah. So beautiful souls. Instagram is at beautiful soul PR uh, soul as an S O L. And then my personal Instagram is I am Karen Flores. Fantastic. And uh, there'll be d- links in the description. So you can just scroll down and click on those. And um, yeah, Karen, thank you so much again. And I hope you have a great rest of the day. Keep the good energy flowing. Thank you, Kyle. Thank you so much for having me. Bye now. Thank you. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. It was a blast talking to Karen in the future. I'm super excited to have her back on and to actually hear about how beautiful soul grows the beach cleanups they're doing sounds just awesome and um, also working with karen potentially on some stuff like shreddables and uh if on that note you want to try shreddables they're a vegan protein bar vegan i shouldn't say that they're plant-based protein bar Um, check out shreddablesnutrition.com enter the promo code that's right we got a promo code guys adventure promo code adventure and uh, save a couple bucks trying the product that uh, just joined the team and helping them grow in both a creative and marketing standpoint as well as bringing in some accounts for them. So super excited to start collaborating more with Shreddables, a stand for 
a lot of the things that I stand for, just in terms of the impact that they want to have, and Karen's business, beautiful soul as well. So that's it. Have a great day. Thanks.